there's something about having that full confidence that is not acceptable, that you're worried that you're going to look a certain way and be perceived a certain way that's negative. Welcome to the Savage Voice. This is Amy and Vivi, and it is Savage Talk Week, and we are going to talk about starting with accepting compliments from other or, people, or not being able <laughs> to accept compliments, yeah, from other people. We we get that a lot, right? Right. In in this world, is like you know, you tell somebody they're doing great, and they're like, "But I could be doing better." Or they'll make a face at you. I get a lot yeah, of really. Uh, I don't think so. You know, or they it they doesn't blow feel it off. like it. Yeah, or they'll um, blow you off. Okay, whatever. But they won't. I see a lot of people not fully accepting or like letting that compliment sink into themselves. I get. I I see a lot of times in the outside world too is negating the compliment. Oh, you look lovely today, Amy. But the shirt is too tight. Yeah. I gain a little weight. It's like, why couldn't you just take the compliment? There's that or there's things I'd say, I do this and it's terrible. You're, you know, you, you look so nice today. I'm like, thanks. I took a shower. And it's, and that is a way of negating it too. Like say, basically I'm implying that normally I don't take any care of myself and I'm garbage and like this was a random day that I happened to do it. So there's, there's all those versions, but they're still all negating it. Yes. Yes. So I'm going to interview now. Oh no. Okay. So why do you think people need to have something negative to say when they get a compliment? I think that there is something in our society and it may be in other ones too, where you get like, you get called full of yourself Mm. that especially when it comes, I think women have this in some ways more than men, but you know, like if you see a woman in a show who's completely okay with who they are and tells people all that and, and is like, well, like you're beautiful. I know I'm beautiful. They're the catty, nasty person. Yes. Right. Yes. It's always the person who's like, oh, not really. That's the nice person. Yeah. So there's, I think there's this connection between being, being too full of yourself that you shouldn't feel like you're all that, that you need to take yourself down a step at all times. And there's something about having that full confidence that is not acceptable that you're worried that you're going to look a certain way and be perceived a certain way that's negative. Yeah. Yeah. So I think when you start to think about it and the aspect that a person who is comfortable with who they are and and all the things that come with that is intimidating to people. I think it creates jealousy too. It does create jealousy. And then a person who is humble, who is meek, is easily controllable. Yeah. So 
the world has created these characters to keep people where they want them. Well, and I think part, like part of what we're doing here is trying to empower women. And that's part of being empowered is being able to have somebody say something good about you and you say, yep, I am that and, and move forward with it. Yeah. And, and you know what, if nothing else, just say thank you. Just saying thank you it goes a long way. Just thank you. Nothing else. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to add on. You don't have to, you know, put yourself down to make somebody feel better about this. You know what? You deserve to look lovely. <laughs> yeah. And feel good and about feel it. good about it. I feel like people so. think that the the options are oh no no or I know that bitch. Like that there's those two things and there, there's this whole middle ground in there where you can accept it. You can then internalize that, take it in, help yourself grow and feel more confident. But, but, and it's, it's not, it's not as big a deal as, as everybody thinks it is. And yet it is. Right. And I've, I come from a world where compliments were very few and far between in my household. So when you got it, it, it like, it was, it was something you did something. Like big. Yeah. 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 And, and so I didn't trust people who gave me compliments a lot. You thought there was an ulterior. Yeah. 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 I always thought that you know, they were bullshitting me or they were trying to, you know, butter me up for something. It's like, what the fuck do you want? Mm -hmm. uh, even with my husband, you know, every now and again, he would compliment me. I was like, what do you want? And I had to stop and, and catch myself. It's like, accept the compliment. It's okay. And eventually I was like, yeah, I Thanks. I feel amazing, <laughs> you know, and then you start to internalize it and, and feel good about it. But it's like, what, what in your lifespan makes you feel the way you feel when you get a compliment? I think that's something we don't stop to think about. No, and it does make a difference because I think it, it also depends on what you're being complimented about. So... I mean, I've seen women who are perfectly fine being complimented on how they look or how they've chosen to wear their hair, the clothes they choose, or any of those kind of things. But if you compliment them on some sort of like physical accomplishment, they can't. They can't handle it. And I don't know exactly where that comes from, but they obviously have a part of their life that they feel comfortable and and empowered enough that they're like, yes. At, I, I am that. I, thank you for recognizing that I am that. And then there's this other place where they, they assume they're struggling. Yeah. Sometimes I think it's the story you've told yourself yeah. Yeah. for so long. Like when I first started dancing and stuff, like my story was that I was really awkward and I've always been awkward and people called me awkward. And so I just internalized the fact then in fifth grade, I grew two inches in a month one time. So I was fucking awkward. Like that, that was what I was like, but that's not necessarily where I was anymore. But I couldn't see past that. So even though I was becoming less that, I decided to live straight in that I'm the awkward person. 
and wouldn't accept people telling me otherwise. And that was because I was living in that. And it was scary to come out of that because what if they started expecting me not to be awkward? Yes. And then what if I went back and did something awkward? Was that disappointing? Was, does that mean I messed up? Does that mean I'm, I, I wasn't good. Like there's all this second guessing that happens. I think with, accepting those kind of of compliments from people. I think understanding, like you just explained, understanding where that comes from is the key to start changing that mindset. Mm -hmm. Because, and it's different, it can be different in different spaces. I'm extremely confident in my day job workspace because I've been doing it for years and years and years and I know what it is I can do it with my eyes closed so it's not a problem in other spaces when I started in in the dance space it was something that I've never done I didn't feel like I didn't look like the other people that was doing it it took me a long time to just be okay with what it is and to to know that Whatever the fuck I was doing, I was doing it for me. Okay. And I didn't care what anybody else looked at it or liked it or whatever, because I was doing it for me. So when people started to compliment it or say stuff, I had to step back and say, okay, you know what? Thank you. It still felt awkward, but it's the practice of saying... Yeah. Well, I find that because I always give a a small spiel at the beginning with all my new people. And one of them, and one of it is that you're here for you and it's not about the other people in this room. So comparing yourself to them is, is doing yourself a disservice. And I think comparison is part of where this lack of taking a compliment is, but it's really, it's been really cool to, See, like, just the change in somebody's face when you say something about them that you're like, yes, you got that, or look at how much better you're getting. And instead of them blowing you off, the, even if they don't say thank you, like, you can see in their face, or they have a little smile, yeah. or they stand up a little bit taller, that they're starting to believe that about themselves. Yeah. And that that's what I think is unique to this space because it's they're they're surrounded by it and they can let their guard down a little bit. So how do you start to do it in spaces where you don't have a built-in safety mechanism where you know nobody is supposed to say anything? Negative? I mean, honestly, if somebody said something negative of our class, that they would be asked to leave. Yeah. If someone dissed all over someone else, they're not welcome here anymore, yeah. right? So you're right. There's a safety net there where that's not that's not the case in regular life and i think part of it is part of it's kind of creating your own safety net yeah and to i think to stop this is hard but to almost stop expecting people to say bad things to you at, which is really hard to do because if you're if you're somebody who's constantly looking at the things you've messed up and and does, don't think that you look good or whatever those things are, whatever your issues are, like you're just expecting bad things to come at you. Okay. So even if it's a good thing, 
you can't even perceive it as that because you're just expecting it to be bad. That's what you're braced for. And so even if someone says, well, your hair looks really nice today, you're, you're like, well, where's the bad thing coming from? Better throw a bad thing out real quick in case what they wanted to say it. Can we link this back to what the intention is this month? So if you understand who you are, who your authentic self is to your core, can you better accept the things that are good about you? I would hope so. And I think that that, I think that comes with time and understanding of who you are. Mm-hmm. Because there's some, there's some amount of grounding in knowing that about yourself. So if someone says something to you that is negative, that you know not to be true, you can say, I know this not to be true and put it to the side, which also means that you can take something that is true and accept it. Yeah. This is a lesson I had to learn. There are sometimes things that people say that is negative that can be true at that moment, but doesn't make it true for me as a person. Okay. Talk more about that. So I can make a mistake and I can, I can do something wrong. And that doesn't mean that defines me as who I am. It's just something that happened, you know, in the course of whatever I did. Right. But I think a lot of times we take a mistake or something that somebody talks to us about, whether it's your ears are big, you know, whatever it is. And we internalize that and say, okay, then that must be who I am as a person. I want to use this example, but this isn't a bad, it's a bad example. (laughs) Let's say in a relationship, you do something wrong. Okay. And you understand that it's wrong. And you correct the behavior. Does that mean that you are that person all the time? No. No. But I think a lot of times we're like, okay, then that's who I am. And that's who I have to be for the rest of my life. You don't. So don't be afraid of, don't, don't be afraid of the negative, but take it, process it, see how it applies, if it applies at all. And then, and then make your decision of what you want to do with it. That, at least that's kind of how I operate because I also use that information to become a better self, right? Mm-hmm. If I am doing something wrong or I, I'm less, this is less about like physical features yeah. and stuff like that is because I think it, especially in workspaces, we get so much feedback that that we almost turn it into ourselves. I did this when I was learning to manage. I, I struggled with that because I'm direct and I'm blunt. And those, those are sometimes not great personality traits to deal with other people. But I heard so much about that all the time that I was like, well, that's just who I am. Take it or leave it. And I had to understand that that doesn't necessarily have to be who I am. Yes, I am blunt. Yes, I am direct. But I'm not mean. I'm not a hateful person. I am not unapproachable. At least I don't want to be. So how can I, what can I do to to change that? I had a great manager that, that 
was also very direct and blunt that we can have these conversations, you know, very openly. So sometimes it's, it's same with the compliment, you know, take the compliment, see how it, you know, enhances you, what you can do with it. Take sometimes the criticism and say, okay, what, what is this? How do I use it? How can I learn from it? Does it apply? Because sometimes it doesn't apply because I've had managers that just was crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, you're in. Yeah. Let's just, yeah. Move, Let's just move on. Yeah. Let me find a new job. But I want people to understand that whatever feedback, positive or negative, that you're getting about yourself, it is your job to to analyze it, to know yourself and apply it as it fits. Yeah, and I think that's the that's the internal work. That's the hard part because you can't just flip a switch and be like, "Sure, say all the nice things to me, and I'll take yeah. them all yeah. in." That yeah. there's there's work that you, like, and it depends on the people. Why. Yeah. yeah, it depends on the people too. This one's gonna kill me. But he's he's not a person who gives compliments a lot, and when it, he does, sometimes it's awkward and weird. Okay, and it. Not quite a compliment, but he thinks it <laughs> is. He meant it as well. Yes, yeah. yes. And so I really like. I'm super critical about him and compliments, and it's a space that we're working on together because I'm like, look, you know, one, I need more, mm-hmm. and two, you don't have to like say, oh, your outfit looks nice. But your butt is big. Like, you don't have to, like... You don't have to add yeah. any And it's a joke. It's a nervous, like, reaction. Right. reaction. And I'm like, mm, just stop at the compliment. Well, he's doing... He's, he's negating doing both, it. He's doing both parts for you. He is. He is. <laughs> like, you look good. And instead of you having to go, but my butt looks big in this. He's like, but I'll add that in for you. Oh, Lord. He does. <laughs> and, and so, you know, in a space with him, it's difficult. It, but I can come in here and you can give me a compliment and I'll be like, oh, thank you. Yeah. Because we have a different kind of compliment relationship. Yeah, yeah. So I think, so also think about it with the people, different people that you have relationships with. Yeah. I do want to talk some about just straight up physical compliments because okay. I think I've been watching all these really interesting documentaries lately. That's made this even more clear to me, but that especially women who are slightly older we grew up completely being thrown all of these visual images of women that were really pretty much unattainable and i mean it still happens now and so you spent your whole life comparing yourself to to that thinking that that was what you needed to be so when somebody tells you that you're attractive when somebody says something nice about the way you look in your head the first place you go is you compare yourself to whatever that image was you realize you don't match that image because we're not blind people I mean we can we can see the difference and so then we negate anything they said because we don't believe that anybody else has a different version of what they think attractive is. We, we think what we're being sold is the only thing people think is attractive. I think that work is how do you start detaching yourself from that image in your head, right? And and that's, that's a lot of the work we've 
been working on and doing, once you see yourself more as a whole person and once you start redefining beauty and what that looks like to you, I think we start to feel better about those kinds of compliments. Mm -hmm. You know, it's weird and, and you might can relate too because growing up, even even when I was thin, I, there was still no one who quite fit what I look like. Yeah. And so compliments like, oh, you're so exotic. <laughs> used to get yeah. that. And I'm like, what the hell does that mean? And, and I, is that good or bad or what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, I, the way they said it, it sounds like it's a compliment, like it's right. supposed to be good, but I don't even know what that means. Yeah. And so I had to start figuring out what I felt good about. Okay. Right. And, and it's hard because my body has gone through all kinds of different things. And, and even now it's, it's, it's almost like I balance my commitment to to looking different to how I look today. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I look good for somebody who don't want to work out. So, yeah. Or somebody who likes hamburgers. I've come to a place where I'm completely okay. And if I want to change, I know I have to change my commitment to mm-hmm. different things. So that's how I balance it. Everybody kind of needs to figure out what are you weighing your thing on, right? Yeah. And I think there's also, you need to get to the point where you believe people, not just what they say, but that you believe that other people have different opinions of what beauty and attractive are, right? Yeah. That yeah. I, I think a lot of times we sort of delude ourselves into thinking that everybody's attracted to this one kind of thing and they're just dealing with the fact that we're not that. Yeah. I I get that. And I think for me, because if, if one of my personal values is not to validate myself against other people, I had to find a way not to use those terms to, to evaluate myself. Right. So I feel good about me. So I feel like, you should feel good about me too. So I think once we start feeling really good about ourselves, we don't care what version, what thing that they're comparing. Right. And, and I think it is easier to then say, well, if they say they like me, they do like me because I'm likable. Yeah. So, and if they didn't, they wouldn't say anything. I think there's also that, I don't know why this is, but, and, and some of it might be, like what you went, what you were talking about earlier, that what do you want from me? If you're going to be nice to me, what do you want yeah. from me? I don't think that happens in just random life near as much as everybody thinks it does. You know, I mean, yeah. a lot of times people just aren't going to fucking bother to talk. Most to people are good it. people. Yeah. And they're not going to say, they're not going to like spend the time to come up with something nice to say to you unless they mean it, because otherwise it's just easier to ignore it. Yeah. And say zero things. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, there are some times where people are being manipulative. They're but crazy. I, but I yeah. but I feel like on the whole, if somebody's going to take the time to come up with a thing to say to you that is nice, they meant mm-hmm. it. They meant to do it. They mean it. It's 
you know, that that's actually what they think. So just being able to accept that other people are, are doing that because they want to, which does come back to, you know, being okay with who you are. Yeah. And it, and once you're okay with who you are, you're okay with whatever somebody thinks about you. Yeah. And so therefore, whether it's good or bad, you can accept it. I do want to make it clear that like this is not an overnight thing. Oh, and I absolutely. I don't think it ever stops. No, no. You, it's, And I think because we're constantly changing, not only physically, but as people, as humans, we're changing and growing. Uh, hopefully, we're all yeah. changing and growing. So you're always you're always looking at a different version of yourself. Yeah. And... And that's why I tell people, you know what, you have to be good with whatever version of yourself you're currently in. Yeah. And some of it is also taking things that happened to you, the things that were said to you, dealing with them, and then being able to look at who you are now and seeing the difference. Yeah. Or seeing that it was never true to begin with. Yeah. Because we internalize a lot of stuff. And it's weird it's weird what you internalize. I think sometimes you don't you don't realize that that was the thing. Yes. That somebody said some random thing to you one day and that like has stuck with you forever and you've been using it to compare yourself to and using it to define who you are for forever and you don't even realize that you need to separate yourself from it anymore because it just became so much a part of you. And that's the thing. So one, just to kind of hit on something that you said. So none of this work can be done in a silo, right? It's all connected to who we are as a person and the experiences that we've had as we became the people that we are today. And all of the work, all of the things that we talk about and we do, that they're all connected. And if you haven't gone back and tried to identify the cycles and the things that are triggering, then it is difficult to be in the space today and say, okay, I accept your compliment because there's a ton of work that probably needed to be done before you could accept that compliment for what it is. So no, this accepting a compliment is not something that as easy as it sounds. What it's going to be is, why the fuck can't I accept this compliment? Why am I forever negating it? And then it can be like 13 things tied to that one thing. And now you have to go back and work on those 13 things. Yeah, and sometimes it's going to take a while. Yeah. A, a long while. I mean, God, I sometimes it matters when it happened too, but I had a... a I just sculpt my own head in 3D. I remember this story. Yeah. And in the middle of it, my my professor came around. She's like, you're going to have a hard time with this because you have a really round, featureless face. And that stuck with me. Like, I still remember what that was like. I remember what she said. I remember how I felt. And it is still something I'm dealing with because for whatever reason, whatever was going on at that time and the way she said it and how old I was and all of those things, it has colored everything I felt about what I look like for forever at this point. And 
it's such a weird little phrase that one person said. Yeah. But but it made a it made a in, huge impact. impact. Yeah. 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 She also said something about my hands. So she was not the nice person. <laughs> and see, and that's 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 the strange thing. So I tend to like quantify people and it's like, oh, she's not the nicest person. I would have like totally disregarded everything she said because yeah. she's not a nice person. And I was so like because of where I was at the time and like my headspace and how much I cared about what I was studying and mm-hmm. all of these other things that for, for me, it just stuck with stuck me with forever you, yeah. because I'm like, well, if this person who, who creates art and looks at all these different people all the time, if she thinks that I'm this way, holy cow. Yeah. You know, I'm, it must be bad if she yeah. felt like she needed to say it. I'm sure she doesn't remember. She, she probably meant zero things by it. But it's something I still have to work on because it just it just stuck with me. It's it it's odd things that stick with you. I remember I hadn't seen my mom for a long time, and I went to Vegas. We were meeting up. I had lost a ton of weight, mm-hmm. and when she walked up, she looks at me and she said, "I see you're still fat." Oh God, yeah. That thing stuck with me for so long. Yeah. For so long. Thanks for helping me push me through the other 50 pounds that I needed to get. But it stuck with me in a way that once I lost weight, I still saw the extra 50 yes. yeah, sitting there. Yeah. And I think like acknowledging, you have to acknowledge that that's there because at least now, when some if somebody says something nice about the way I look I I can hear myself I can check myself a little Mm -hmm. bit is this her voice in your head or is this true and is her voice in my head and that makes a difference just being able to to name it and and claim what it is you might not be able to necessarily put it completely Mm -hmm. away but you can you can see it for what it is and that makes a difference it does identifying and that's why we spend so much time trying to figure out what these things are connected to yeah because identifying what the connection is helps you to start the work of trying to release it i do think we should compliment each other more yeah i think it doesn't happen near as much and it, as it needs and I to. think that's why it feels so awkward too if you know we say hello every day if some random person says hello to you you don't be like what well, why is he saying hello right what do you want why are you speaking to me sometimes well, but sometimes not, maybe what, sometimes but, <laughs> but if it's more prevalent it's not something that's unexpected and puts us off of our game yeah so. which I think happens here because the instructors and everybody else were all trying to hype each other up so much that they're thrown around a lot more. I do see women, like, I think they get to the acceptance point of accepting compliments faster than they would in other spaces. Mm -hmm. So just being cognizant of like, if you would feel good getting those compliments, get them out too. you know, give out, you, you can give that out into the world to other people. And eventually, I feel like that comes back around to you as well. 
Yeah. And also no. sometimes and, knowing and, you meant it when you complimented somebody so, else makes you maybe more receptive to receiving it. And and that's and and I'm gonna speak to someone who does not compliment a whole lot. And and that's I don't do that because I mean what I say and I say what I mean. So sometimes I think I feel like just randomly giving compliments just to give compliments become disingenuine to me. Okay. And so so that's something for me to think about. And I'm considering a compliment even something like nice. Or it, you know, it doesn't have to be a big hey, let me explain to you about the fabulous part of what's going on with you today, right? It can be something little, but I don't know. I feel like the more I was able to give that out, the more I was able to receive it because I believed what I was saying to people. Okay. So the more I believed that I, I meant it, the easier it was to believe that they meant it, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yes, it does. It does. It does. Okay. Yeah. That's just me. Yeah. Me and my round featureless face. <laughs> <laughs> that will never go away for my whole life. <laughs> no, don't say that. No, I will, I will always know it, though. It will be something that I will always know. I think how I feel about it changes and see, all the time. I don't think you have a round I, Well, obviously, I would have face. a balloon on my neck. Like, that's what it would be. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I see your features yeah, of your I have face. features, yeah. Otherwise, it would be spooky but yeah i think that will always be something i know happened to me but it changes like i've changed the way i relate to it already and i can joke about it now and i could not joke about it before okay. it was something that hurt me yeah a lot yeah. Yeah. so yeah like you you go through it yeah yeah plus it makes me damn relatable <laughs> if i tell that story people are like well shit <laughs> i don't feel so bad now <laughs> So, we're going to accept more compliments and we're going to give more compliments. I think so. Yeah. I think so. So, let's give let's give a, a homework. Okay. So, you are going to try to find one person to give a compliment to a day. And a sincere one. If yes. you cannot make a sincere compliment, don't, don't, don't say it. Don't say it. Yeah. And, and you are not going to negate. A compliment given to you. I think that that works. And if you feel like you need to negate it, go Keep back and think about why. Yeah. Yeah. Think about what, try and see if you can figure out why. Yeah. All I right. That's good. Yeah. All right. Well, we will see you guys in a couple weeks for next month's intention. Check out the show notes. There's information on our new community online community for Ascension in there, which will be, I think, great for all of you who can't get here, but still want to be part of a, yes. a supportive community. There will be a lot of this these exercises and work that we're doing that you will have, you know, access to. So if you can't get into the studio, into our Savage programs or into an Ascension retreat or one-on-one -on -one coaching, you know, the online community you can do from anywhere and we will always have topics. There will be sometimes one, once a month, there'll be like a masterclass that we talk about. So it is definitely going to be worth your while. Yeah. So check out the show notes on that. 
And don't forget to like the podcast and review the podcast and all that good stuff. Share the podcast. Yeah, because the more you do that, the more people get to listen to us and our fabulous discussions. And maybe do this work with you. You can get a yeah. you can get a buddy to be your accountability partner for it. Yep. Join the community. Yep. We'll all be we'll your accountability. Yes, they will. I promise. <laughs> all right. If- we will talk to you in a couple of weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.